Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 215, Iron Fist, episodes 11 through 13. Lead horse back to stable, bar the big boss, and dragon plays with fire. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. It's not just any episode of Welcome to Level 7. No, this is the wrap-up to our Iron Fist coverage. And because it's such a special occasion, you know that I, Ben, Ben Avery, uh, can't do this alone. No, I have to be joined by not just one, but two co-hosts. Co-hosts, please identify and introduce yourself. Well, I'm the ninja in training. This is Samantha. (laughs) And the question is, will Samantha follow up on the joke or just feel uncomfortable by it? Let's and I am Stuart from the UPA. There we are. Okay. Yay. All right. Okay. Of course I'll follow up. I okay. mean, you well. did not even have to prompt that. I was about to say it. Come well, on. I was I was nervous, you know, because it was not scripted and No, no, no. we didn't, we didn't script slightly that. uncomfortable. No, so <laughs> I was feeling uncomfortable anyway. So only slightly comfortable or uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, this is this is Stuart over here. I, I'm not Samantha, and that's Samantha over there. She's not Stuart. And this is Iron Hi. Fist, <laughs> and mm-hmm. we are done with Iron Fist after this, uh, as Yay! far as this season, anyway. And I mean, there's more Iron Fist to come in Defenders, and there's a season two, which we'll find out at the end of this episode if we want there to be a season two and what we would like to do differently if there is a season two but just real quick just to tell you what's going on with this episode um in a moment we're going to play some recordings from us and daniel uh talking about how we felt immediately after watching the episodes that we watched on netflix and then we'll come back to uh Stuart and samantha and myself and we will talk about our feelings about these episodes now uh having had a chance to think and to maybe think about it. We may not have, uh, some of us may have not wanted to think about it, but uh, also to do uh, a review of the episodes. And so um, then uh, post-credit, because we do post-credits in every episode, sometimes big, sometimes small, sometimes about Star Trek, sometimes about heroes, sometimes about something to do with, uh, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and sometimes Marvel Cinematic Universe adjacent. And that's what it is today. Uh, Post credit, uh, Samantha Stewart and myself will talk about the pilot episode of The Gifted. And I'm excited to have that conversation. It'll be a short one, but it will be a conversation about The Gifted. So, Stewart, Samantha, are you ready to talk about Iron Fist episodes 11 through 13? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, because I am so glad to get this over with. I really am. Uh, Don't hold back, back, Samantha. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> you really need to make sure you let us know how you really feel. Okay. So. No, I actually secretly <laughs> love this show, and I am just playing a role here. Yeah. I am not playing a role on this. On that. <laughs> Samantha. Samantha, let's just listen to our phone calls from before, okay. and uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Hmm, are you really excited to hear what I have to say, Agent Ben? It's Agent Daniel here. Leading horse back to stable. So again, the hand is everything we thought it was and nothing that Colleen thought it was. That's that's sad for her. It's going to be a rough day around her as she thinks about her choices. Bad, bad, nasty choices. So, Davos? is definitely uh, going to be upset in the future. Did you know he should have had the fist? It was his right. So we're getting that set up the way we need it to be. Um, we're getting set up for the big ending. I, here's my one big question. I, I'm here to watch Kung Fu, um, and instead I'm getting the firm? I feel like uh, Harold and, and Joy are using, you know, firm techniques to clean this up for us. So it's a little, huh, hmm, eh. I don't know. Maybe it's more thinky than I want it to be. This is a superhero show. Come on. All right. Hey, creepy hand lab. Talk about, ooh. I mean, were they going to drain her blood and then feed her blood to others so that they'd be undead? Just something to think about. Ooh. Creepy, creepy lab. All right, kids. I got to go. I will talk to you later. Peace out later. Bye. Agent Daniel out. Alright, this is Agent Stewart calling in for Iron Fist Season 1, Episode 12. I'm fairly certain it's Episode 12. No, it's Episode 11. Doesn't matter. Pretty boring. Jeez. This is a slug to get through, guys. I am, I hope that on our rewatch, I'm getting more out of it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that you know, how it interplayed with Defenders and all that sort of stuff. Um, but man, oh man, am I getting, am I having a hard time getting through this? Um, I really like Danny interacting with Claire. Otherwise, he's just a really like earnest kid. Um, but Claire adds some realism that I think is missing, um, in this, in this show. Uh, I don't know who the bad guy is. There's the hand, which is bad, but good, but bad because of the zombies from Daredevil. So, I I mean, although I did like that they were going to take Claire and, you know, drain her blood, I thought that was cool because that means all the hand is still, you know, evil. Because all the hand is evil. Um, I, I really don't know who the antagonist and who the protagonist is. I mean, I know that Danny is the you know titular character. He's the guy that shows named after, but he's not stepping up to be a hero. He's just a whiny little kid right now. And he's not changing any of his behavior, really. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misreading it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, episode, how the series season plays out. Um, and, and what happens in the end. Um, but yeah, Danny, <sighs> whatever, dude. I, I don't understand 
him at all. Um, no, I do. I just get upset with him because he's a whiny 12-year-old. Um, and I guess that works because he's supposed to be from when he was a little kid getting lost in Kunlun. But, jeez, oh, man. Grow up a little bit. But, you know, that's armchair TV making. So, anyway, episode 11 is done. We're going to episode 12 now. Peace out later. Bye. Hi, it's past Samantha. I just finished watching Iron Fist episode 11 of season 1. Um, I, the first time I watched this episode, it made me fall asleep. The second time I really struggled to stay awake because it's mostly people, until like the last 10, 15 minutes, it's mostly people standing around talking and Davos. You know, what we need when we're really struggling with something is to have a friend come in and tell you that you're really ashamed. You should be ashamed of yourself for not doing what you're doing and telling you, oh, by the way, I think you have my birthright. Yeah, way to be supportive, Davos. Anyways, I'm going to have to just keep going just for the sake of the podcast. Anyways, bye. Uh, episode 11, lead horse back to stable. And finally, we've got Claire talking some sense into Danny. We got Danny listening. We've got people communicating and talking and actually, you know, listening to each other instead of just going off all half cocked or whatever. And uh, okay. We're on an upswing. We're on an upswing. Um, I don't know what rating I would give this. I'm not giving the rating now anyway. That's for you, future Ben. Um, but this is me, past Ben, saying, ah. so maybe the slog that has been the last, what, three episodes? Eight, nine, and ten? The trilogy of terror? Trilogy of terrible? Giving way to a trilogy of good ending? 11, 12, and 13. We'll see. And I shouldn't say terrible. I mean, it's not terrible. It just wasn't great. It wasn't the, you know, but we got Kung Fu stuff happening. We got them not showing the dragon that <laughs> he had to face off. Uh, of course, the way that they get away with it is it's not what I expected. It's not what I thought. And they're leaving it to the imagination. And we're going to do better with our imaginations than they would do anyway. I mean, we know this. That's why... Jaws was so effective because we left the shark to your imagination for so long that when you see the fake shark, uh, he's already real because you made him real in your mind up until that point. And this is the same thing with Alien. And so here we are with that dragon. It's, it's your imagination. That works. And you know, I hear they don't have, they didn't have the budget and I'm sure that they could have found other ways around it. This is the way they chose to do it. Not bad. Not bad at all. Anyway. All that said, uh, I really, really like uh, this episode. It was decent. It wasn't great. wasn't perfect, but it was decent, and we're, I feel like we're on an upswing. 
there's a lot of stuff going on here in this episode that's the kind of stuff that I was hoping for. Kung Fu stuff. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Bye, future Ben. Okay, so lead horse back to state. No, lead horse back to stable. <laughs> or as I like to call it, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't stop them from talking in this episode. Because there's a lot of talk in this episode. Uh, and sighing in those voicemails. Oh, Holy you guys. Wah. You guys. Now, apparently I was the one who really didn't feel let down by this episode. Because, <laughs> but I felt like this episode was the upswing. You know, we had those three other episodes, and, and now this is the upswing. And so um, I actually, for for the uh, plot synopsis, I have three um three philosophical battles that are going on in this episode. And on the rewatch, I really feel like actually on the rewatch, I feel better about the series than I did on the first watch. That's not necessarily a good thing, but I feel like I understand the series more and what they were trying to do. We'll talk about that when we get to episode 13, but for this one, I there's three philosophical battles going on between the characters. And so philosophical battle. Number one is Danny's job. So we start off the episode, we get flashbacks to Kunlun, and, uh, sort of. Um, we start this one out, and Danny has just defeated the dragon, and Davos finds him with a newly minted dragon tattoo on his chest, and it's all scarry and stuff. And um, they talk about how uh, Dan- Danny says, it's not what I thought it was, and-, and Davos says, it's not what any of us thought, but you have a duty now, and we're going to face it together. And he wants to be... Uh, Danny's second because Danny is now the Iron Fist. And in the present day, Davos is really, really angry at Danny because Danny took his birthright. And Danny had a job to do and he left it and he failed them. And he failed them for what? And Danny kind of explains that he wants to find out the truth about what happened to his parents, which is set up for what I think is, is what this series is trying to do, but didn't do a very good job of doing it. So anyway, Davos wants to take him back and Danny just wants to find his parents killers. The door is going to close soon. And Danny starts making excuses. If I'm supposed to be the destroyer of the hand, then I should be where they are. And we see another flashback uh, later on that Danny was looking for a sign and was shown a path. And to Danny, it was a path to get out of Kunlun. But for Davos, it was a path that people could get in. And but Davos does agree to stay with Danny and says, "We're gonna okay, we'll take care of the hand. But once we do this, we go back." And Danny's fine with that because he doesn't have anything that's keeping him here. So that's philosophical battle number one. Do you guys? Uh, not a lot of action happening here. <laughs> but uh, any any thoughts here? I saw the sign. And opened up my eyes. Oh man! Thank you that, for the earworm. Uh, yeah, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, um, my wife has stopped listening to that song, and <laughs> I thought I was uh, thought I was free. Did she? Did she just stop? Like, like no, this week? no, no, no. She stopped a week or two ago. Like she oh. only she only went through that that let's go back to the '90s phase uh, for about two weeks, and ah. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. Listen, well, listen, the nineties weren't bad, but they weren't the greatest. And yeah, I don't necessarily want to go back there. I, well, I feel like I feel, I feel like, like the nineties were a heck of a lot better than 
than what we're the decade we're living through now. Uh, it depends <laughs> on what you're looking at. Yes. Yeah. We do have Star Trek. Yeah. But they had Star Trek in the 90s. We had I'm lots like, of Star Trek in the man. 90s, man. I'm so conflicted. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, okay. So back to the philosophical philosophical things. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate Danny's struggle between his, you know, his, his calling or and the fact that he's the Iron Fist and the fact that he is um, having to deal with the, iron, the hand in New York City. I, I am, you know, that's, that's. There's metaphor there for dealing with, you know, what you're supposed to do in your, in your, you know, as a, as you, as a human, as a person, and then your job. Right. Yeah. And, and there's that, and there's that struggle and that's relatable. Um, and so I am on board with that message. And there's a good struggle here between your, your calling that you feel called to and the thing that you are inheriting that you are told to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are mm-hmm. that's definitely a real world application that we can throw at this episode. Yeah. Or or it's like when you go to college and you um, are in a major and um, halfway through studying for this major, you realize, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> this major really <laughs> this is horrible. And I've wasted about mm, about forty thousand dollars of student loans. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the bottom line here is you've got Danny on his own mission that we don't really get a good glimpse at until we get into these three episodes where we really feel like we know what Danny wants. And, and this is where he kind of just lays it out. He's here because he wants to find his parents killers. And that's why he left. Now we're going to get more detail and in more depth with that, but, um, it's interesting though, because he was the guardian and he had a mission and it was an important one and he left them. And so now you can understand Davos, but his problem also is he could have been there. Like if Danny hadn't become iron fist, Davos would be the guy at the gate. Danny would be the guy who could leave. No problem. But that's not the way it worked out. Well, it also seems like Davos is dealing with a, um, a, a spiritual battle himself, you know, mm-hmm. why is that guy? I, and I'm not sure of the, the correct terms terminology in this, but why is that guy, that thing that I've always wanted and he doesn't seem to care about it. Yeah. You know, why is, and that's a real struggle that, that people deal with all the time as well. So that's, that's interesting too. My, <laughs> my wish for this though, was that this whole arc was started or at least I wish it was longer in the series. I don't want to wait till episode 11 to get here. I wish this part would have been in the front of the series and it would have been, it would have shaped, you know, sort of the way he moves through the series instead of the way he moves through the last three episodes of the series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So philosophical battle number two is a battle of indoctrinated beliefs. Okay, and so here is where Claire has this conversation with Danny about Colleen, who she thinks Colleen is a good person. But Danny believes Colleen is evil because the hand is evil and Colleen is the hand. Then you have a similar conversation happening with Bakudo and Colleen. And he's saying, you know, it's Danny will never come around. He's been brainwashed to kill the hand 
And reading between the lines, basically Bakudo is saying he's been brainwashed to kill the hand. So we are not going to be able to brainwash him ourselves. But they're, they're talking about how the hand gives purpose and, and gives these kids family. And Colleen wants to make Danny see the good side of the hand, which, you know, kind of the good side of the hand is the same as, you know, Hitler made the trains run on time. But um, wasn't that Mussolini? Whatever. As, but yeah, yeah. He, yeah, well. yeah, Claire believes that both Danny and Colleen have been indoctrinated and both need to think through what they believe. And so we get a rooftop meeting with Danny and Colleen, um, and they have their little battle of wills there that the, the hand is building an army. And Colleen says, no, they're empowering kids. We know the truth. Colleen is way wrong. Uh, but Danny's not completely right in, in the way he's, he's thinking of Colleen. So anyway, Colleen tries to help Danny with her hand connections, but she gets snitched on by her hand connections because Bakudo said, you got to turn Danny over. You got to find out where he is and, and let's take him. Uh, then Danny and Davos go to meet with Harold to discuss how they're going to take down the hand. And we get a, <laughs> this is not really part of the philosophical debate, but joy they're going to use joy to shut down access to their business accounts, which I'm totally reminded of the untouchables taking down Capone by um, his not filing taxes. You know, mm -hmm. it's that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But anyway, the idea here is Danny and Colleen cannot come together because she is hand. He is the destroyer of the hand and they're both getting advice to say, uh, you know, well, for, for Colleen, it's advice that Danny will never see things your way. And for Danny, it's getting advice that, you know, listen to Colleen. Um, so that's a big, that's our big primary relational conflict here. Any thoughts about this? Um, and the awesome my... battle scenes. Oh, of wills, battle of wills, battles battle of, of wills. wills. Yes. Oh, not awesome, but it's there. <laughs> It's there. Um, yeah, I, well, I have other things to, to talk about, but, um, little, it, it's just some observations I made. Um, like, uh, my first note is Harold is to joy as Bakudo is to Colleen. And that is that they are both terrible father figures. I would agree with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Because uh, there was a lot of going back and forth between the two relationships, especially towards the end. I, I think that basically it comes down to if you are some sort of evil madman or some so sort of evil ninja, um, you're not going to make a good father. Yeah. Can we all agree? Or on that? if you're just <laughs> evil, if you're just like a psychopath, you're going to make a terrible father yeah. now, either way. Dr. Evil tried to be a very good father. He tried. He tried. Dr. Doofenshmirtz tried to be a good father. I, but then he had to put a self-destruct button on it, on being a father, and it didn't work. It just, he, yeah. I mean, He's got to put self-destruct buttons. It's his calling. The, the, the bottom line here is, it's interesting, actually, that you mentioned that. There are no good father figures in this series. No. All, of the, no. all of the really parental figures in this series are either dead or not good. <laughs> so... Yeah, which which explains the uh, behavior of the next generation. Actually, come to think of it, yeah, I mean, even the the monks yeah. of Kunlun are not good uh, parental figures. I mean, they're no. it's culturally it's a different kind of parenting, 
but it definitely was not effective uh, in bringing up Danny. Apparently yeah. not. Yeah. What what I like about your recap right there was the um, the idea that you had two different polar opposites standing their ground and not hearing the other one um, until there was a, a mitigating central figure, Claire, not Night Nurse. <laughs> um, so th- that's a very interesting sort of thing to to abstract and apply to our own, you know, real world applications right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and always you should, you should never be so stuck in the mud that you can't hear another human being talking. Um, and that boy, I mean, if, if ever there was a time to take that to heart and start like listening to the people around you, um, Mm -hmm. that, that time is now, I was just thinking about, like rules for social media engagement and and how to really do it well. And one thing is just to forget the other person is a human, you know. And if you can do that, you're going to do well on social media. And and the other thing is to never listen to what they actually are feeling or thinking because you know if you can do that, you're going to do great on social media. That's that's what I see on social media is um, that kind of I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not even going to give you a chance to tell me about your genuine feelings. I don't even want to try to understand you. And if Danny would just try and understand Colleen, if Danny would just try and listen to her and understand where she's coming from, he'd see, yes, she's working for an evil organization, but she's not part of the evil. She's part of the organization. And she sees the good in the organization. She's going to see the bad. That, that's coming. She needs to get out, no doubt. You know, once you realize that the organization you work for is evil and is trying to kill people and is trying to, you know, take over the world, yeah, get out. But at this point, she thinks they're actually trying to help the world. She really does because she's been brought into the organization to help the people in her neighborhood and stuff. Right. I think I think the women in this series, Colleen, Joy, um, Madam Gao even – uh, and I know I said this on one of the calls. I think their their story arcs are much more interesting than the men in the series. And for that, I give the series lots of compliments. Um, they're not just, you know, ingenues who stand there in skimpy clothing, um, you know, with size or whatever. I mean, they, they actually have story arcs and and make choices that are for good or bad to have ramifications. Um yeah. yeah, so I, I like that, and I like her sort of battle through that. She, Her story arc specifically, Colleen Wings, is really interesting because she goes from not a true believer to a true believer to not a true believer, and that's an interesting sort of up and down. Yeah. Yeah, and um... – or Joy. Um, yeah. I will speak more about Joy as we go through the next three episodes because she has a hard time. And an interesting arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Philosophical battle number three is this. Love conquers all. So they're watching Bakudo's compound because they've done the whole Joy thing and they're doing the whole money thing. And Danny and Davos are talking about him coming back and there's nothing left for you here. Okay. Then... Colleen is going to be killed by a Bakudo. And this is where she kind of realizes that they're evil is they're deciding to kill her. Um, 
and it's not good. At first, she gets a stern talking to from Bakudo because, you know, he is her father figure. But she escapes and Danny sees her escape and he chases her. And then they have a little bit of a, you know, you're the destroyer of the hand and I am the hand. And they struggle and they struggle and they grr, grr, grr. And it turns to, oh, struggle, struggle, hug, hug. Oh, I love you. And they hug in the rain and Davos sees that Danny does have something now for him here. Um, meanwhile, Joy and thinks it, her dad is a little bit over the top. So, yeah, just a touch. Yeah. Um, oh, um, so were they going to turn Colleen into a hand zombie? I, I don't exactly know. Because yes, there was a lot of tubes and bags and. Yeah, I I think yeah. they were going to turn her into a hand zombie. Yeah, and and I mean, it's definitely evil stuff going on here. Yeah, it's evil stuff. I mean, if they were just going to kill her, they would have just you know I don't, I don't know lopped off her head or something. But that looked like they were going to put a heck of a lot of effort into killing her if that's what they were going to do. Well, Bakudo even says you're going to help the hand now. Right. Well, oh, yeah. You know, it's it's that whole thing. Don't be wasteful. You know? Yeah. Well, if, yeah. If I you're going to if you're going to kill a member of your team, you you don't just kill them and just, you know, throw them out in in the lake no. or something. No, no. No, you take the body and you you reuse it. You recycle. You you it, repurpose. Recycle, recycle, reduce, reuse. I've heard uh, this message before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something that, you know, Vito Corleone could have you know, used. <laughs> if only they had a, a, a zombie making apparatus, but alas, yeah. alas, they yeah. did not. So yeah. my, my question to the two of you after watching this episode is this, which is more boring, <laughs> which is more boring watching this episode or guarding the gates of Kunlun? Oh gosh. I mean, <laughs> you almost get the impression it, it it almost feels like just from the one flashback scene like he left the gates just because it's really boring there's nothing to do no he's guarding the gates from nobody if there's nobody trying to take the gates then why do you need a guard you know but well actually i have an i have an answer for that okay guarding the gates of kunlun because at least here um, Danny has a lot more people to talk to. It's true. It's true. Claire is not at the gates. True. No, but she is in this no. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seriously though, that's, that's a, a thing to get around because you're, you're not. Mm. And there is pizza <laughs> here. There's, there's pizza here. That is very true. Yeah. Uh, and he's got lots of money here. Like his, his status accounts for something whereas yeah. over in Kunlun he's you know just a guy who stands at the gate well uh, yeah. let's talk about management though I mean <laughs> when you manage people who work with you mm -hmm. you need to make sure that the job that they do gives them satisfaction and part of that comes from having them have a job that they feel like there's a purpose behind that job Danny is doing a job that he feels like there's no purpose. And so he's looking for purpose. And part of his, you know, his main driving factor is his parents' death. Well, 
He can't do anything about that there. And so he starts looking for his own purpose. And this is, again, where Kunlun is just not a very, I, I don't know, for, for warrior monks, they aren't very wise, I, I don't think. Because mm-hmm. it, it's just that's he he is put in this position where he has this power. He has this ability. He has this responsibility. But the responsibility is there's no purpose or there's there's no discernible purpose or no perception of purpose for him and and perception is reality the way you see things that's your reality and he's standing there and the reality he's creating for himself is i have no reason to be here now that may be true that may it may be real uh cuz he sees that bird and he follows that bird and he's able to find the path out the question is is this a sign that's actually a path for him to leave or a path for others to come. And, and that's one of the best parts of this episode. And I'm, I'm sorry, I was not bored in this episode. This was the, <laughs> this was the upswing for me after the last episode. This was, this was the upswing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so do you, do you want to, do you want to do ratings now, Ben? Let's do or? ratings now. Let's do ratings now. Okay. Um, so let's do birds. Uh, okay, sure. How many pathfinding birds out of five <laughs> do you give this episode? I, I don't care who starts. Samantha, Stuart, <laughs> either either one of you. Two. Stuart. Wow. Two birds. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it three birds. And I'm going three with birds. I'm going with three. You know, okay. I I'm, I'm going with three. Um, it's not the greatest, but it's it's not the worst. Not the worst. Yeah, there's stuff in there that I like. I just it it gets it gets repetitive. Um, it could have used a crack by a really good script doctor, which I don't know that they had one. Yeah. Um, and, and I think but, you're right, Stuart. This stuff should have been happening earlier, and yes. this stuff yeah. should have been spread out over a couple episodes, and allowing yes. us to have some fighty fight mm-hmm. in it. So. All right. Should we turn things over to the past us for episode yes. 12? Let's yes. do it. Bar the Big Boss by Agent Daniel. So I know I've probably mentioned this story before, but Walt Disney often said that, you know, well, there's a story about Pirates of the Caribbean. And what she talked about that he needed to make sure that the pirate captain on the ship, that people wouldn't see close up that... Well, to be honest, that he was hidden, that he was he was seen properly, and that it, the the folks who were watching the uh, the show that they uh, didn't feel like he was fake. So he had to put on the right clothes and the right detail to his face and etc. Because people would know if they didn't do it. And so, even though I'm I'm okay with Iron Fist, I'm liking it, not loving it. I have two moments in this episode that are really like, let's cinch up the details for me. So first of all, you don't go into an emergency room with a gunshot victim and get told to go fill out a form at the desk. No, police are called. It's a gunshot. Everybody knows this. Come on, we've seen enough TV, enough things like Knight Rider to know that if somebody comes in with a gunshot, there's going to be the police. People aren't allowed to just shoot off guns without there being a conversation. You don't get to shoot someone and it not be, I don't know, attempted murder. So, yeah, there's that. 
Also, in this episode, there's a lot of rain scenes. And the thing about these rain scenes is I totally know that it's a company. I totally can tell because, again, in the foreground, where the water's coming down in the rain, you know, it seems very directed. Or in the background where there's there's just not splashing. It might be wet back there. They might have hosed it down. But they didn't really take the time to, well, expand their fake rain coverage. So, yeah, there's just stuff like that. That's just not – it's leaving me with – I know that this is a TV show. I mean, and at a certain point, too, is as Danny and Colleen get their perfect moment, you know it's going to get ended. You know. So, season two, Iron Fist, I guess we set that up now. Seems to me like it'll be the consequences of leaving the gate open. The passage is clear. Um, makes me wonder if it's going to close again before Davos can go back. And then he's just going to be mad as can be. So, uh, yeah, I feel like we're setting up season two now. Uh, so, Bar the Big Boss, one episode left. Uh, I'm liking the fact that Colleen and Bakudo had their fight. Uh, seriously, come on, guys. Immortal hand or ninjas. Immortal ninjas. Of course, Bakudo's not dead. How lame of our team to not realize that Bakudo was going to come back alive. Holy moly. Something actually happened. This is Agent Stu from the UP. A or B? It doesn't matter. I'm talking here to talk about Iron Fist, uh, season one, episode 12, something about bad bears news and baseball. Uh, I, I don't know where they got the title from. Walter Matthau wasn't in it. I was very confused, but something actually happened. And I realized what I've had a problem with this series for. Danny doesn't do stuff. He has stuff happen to him. And then he's almost inconsequential in his own story. Um, I would really, really like to see uh, that changed going forward. I, I, seriously, I do not want to see the defenders where Danny Rand just sits back and says, you know, whatever guys, you just do it. I'll, I'll follow. I don't want to see that. I, the purpose of these street level, I mean, the purpose of any superhero really, but specifically these street level heroes is to, you know, affect their world. And right now, Danny's just having his world be on him a little bit. Um, it, yeah, he fights back a little bit, but he doesn't go out and take, take charge. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's not the way, you know, he's supposed to be or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I just really like it if, 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 uh, you know, the show Iron Fist actually had a character, you know, named Iron Fist who, who, who did something. That'd be super swell. Anyway, uh, I'm going to watch episode 13 and put this series to bed. Not Nightmare Series. That's Stranger Things, which comes out. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Anyway, peace out. Bye. So, this is past Samantha calling in about Iron Fist Season 1, Episode 12. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it is definite that they're coming up to an end in this. Uh, Davos, is he's been basically told to go home. Uh, Bakudo, who knows what's up with him? He probably got better. 
pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Harold's not so good. Ward's kind of on their side. By the way, every time they mention Ward name, Ward's name, I keep thinking of Grant Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a little confusing to me. <laughs> it's like a reflex. Uh, but, yeah, so... Yeah, so now uh, Colleen and Danny are on the run, and it looks like we're headed towards the season finale. One more to go. Bye. There we go. Finally. Finally. Uh, they gave me what I wanted. Uh, fight scenes with energy to the, not just to the, quick cuts but to the style of how it's cut and you know split screens and uh locations and environment and uh, yeah here we are the next to last episode the, uh, the next to last episode this was episode what 11 no this is episode 12 and finally, they give some exciting fights. And, and when I say exciting, I'm not exaggerating. I, I was getting excited in these these fights. I was, uh, you know, wondering, okay, well, how's this going to go? And um, it really drew me in. It was exciting. The the hallway fight in the the uh, lobby of the building was was good. And uh, you know, they did some split screen stuff and some slow motion stuff. And then the fight in uh, in the city in the rain with Colleen and the, the, some of the sword stuff. It, this series, they, when they were sitting down and, and figuring out what they were doing with this series, they, they should have been saying, okay, every episode, every episode we're going to have one fight scene. It's going to be high energy kung fu style fight scene. I, I'm not saying I want 70s style. I, I'm saying, you know, just give it some energy and give it some, um, you know, e- energy in editing, energy in music. Um, yeah. And, and finally, finally, I mean, even that last little bit with the, the hip hop song that was playing, you know, and, and they're doing their uh, exercises and, and the, I don't even, I don't know what you call that, but the, the routine that they're doing together. And it's a good, good moment. Uh, so this episode is the best of them, but at the same time, it's terrible because there should have been more of this in all the other episodes. Future Ben, I don't know what, what the next episode. I, I liked it. Finally, <laughs> finally they give you what I'm looking for. Episode six and this one are the two highlights. And we only had three really not great episodes for to get there. So, yeah. And imagine that I said something offensive to you in the future that made you. All right. So this episode is called Bar the Big Boss, but I call it arguing about people. Because there's a lot of <laughs> arguing back and forth about different people to other people. Um, yeah, so let's just let's just drive through this. Ward wakes up in a mental institution and he's visited by a vision of dad. And then he's visited by another vision of dad. 
And then he's visited by a nurse. And then he's visited by the important visitor, and that's Bakudo, who makes a deal that I can get you out. You get this antidote. I'm going to give this antidote to you. It's going to give lots of people, you know, get lots of people off the drugs that, that Gal gave you. And, and I also help you kill Harold. And I'll keep you and your sister safe. All you have to do is help me get Danny. Of course, Ward agrees. Davos and Danny argue over Colleen some more. Davos leaves. Danny and Colleen are over her being the hand and over him being the destroyer of the hand. They're willing to be together very quickly. It feels like a quick turn. But anyway, Ward and Joy argue over Dad and who he is and what he is. And Bakudo comes and interrupts their family squabble. He's in charge now, and he's going to cut off Harold's head because Highlandering him is the only way, Samantha. Is the only way. He then FaceTimes Danny and shoots Joy, threatens to cut off Harold's head, basically says, I, I got a couple ticking talks for you. Uh, one is Joy. She needs to get to the hospital in 30 minutes. Uh, the other is, if you don't come here in 30 minutes, I'm going to cut off uh, Harold's head. And then the other one is, if your th- pizza's not here in 30 minutes, it's free. Um, <laughs> I was going to make that same joke, so I'm glad you did. So uh. Danny... He's going to go because he's the Iron Fist and he won't lose another family. And I want to talk about that, but we'll get to it. Uh, There's two minutes left. Harold gets some last words, basically tells Ward that he's a jerk and tells Joy that she's the one he loves. Danny gets there just in time and leaves with Bakudo. And here's how people think about Danny right now. Joy thinks we can't let them take Danny. Harold says Danny's making a noble sacrifice for us. Ward says, sorry, dude. Um... (laughs) And Bakudo says there's someone in our organization who wants to work with you and help you become what you're meant to be. And here's how Danny feels. I don't even know what I'm meant to be. And if there was ever a phrase to describe this series, I think that's it. (laughs) So then they go into a hallway. And this is Netflix Marvel. So you know what that means? Going into a hallway, there's a fight. There's a big fight. And Colleen and Davos arrive to help. And then, after all the goons are gone, Colleen fights Bakudo, her sensei in the rain. And there's a little bit of philosophical battling. You're only as strong as your weapon. And she says, what matters is how you use your weapon. She wins, but she won't kill Davos. Uh, She won't kill uh, Bakudo. So Davos kills Bakudo. And now Danny and Davos have to fight. And Danny realizes that the the Iron Fist is not just the guardian of Kunlun. It's him. And he could be the heir to his family and also the enemy of evil. But Davos wants nothing to do with that. Danny left, and there are consequences to leaving your post. And Davos leaves. Bakudo has disappeared, which there's problems there, obviously. Back at the hospital, Ward and Harold take Joy to the hospital, and they're in the waiting room. And Harold talks about how Danny has served his purpose. And Ward realizes, oh, poop, they're going to go after Danny. So he warns Danny that the DEA is coming. And Danny and Colleen fight the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, and they are now on the run. That's our episode. So the one note that I wanted to talk about quickly, we can start with that and then move on to some of the stuff that you want to talk about. And that is, I'm the Iron Fist. I won't lose another family. Does he really believe still now that Ward and Joy and even Harold are his family like he's fighting to keep his family alive and his family means these three his family is colleen his family is claire his family is davos even but 
uh, maybe Joy, because at least up until this point, Joy may be really annoyed and not like him, but she's always kind of, you know, wanted to defend him slightly, but it just felt really, I mean, I understand him wanting to save Joy's life, but that's the motivation that I would look for in this. I'm going to save them, not I won't lose another family. Thoughts? Now that I've... Yeah. I, uh, actions, and I and I know I just said this, or past me just said this, but actions happen to him. He doesn't happen to anything. He just kind of floats. He's kind of like a leaf on the wind. Moment of silence. Come on, guys. Okay. (laughs) But he's just keep, he just kind of floats around. He doesn't actually do anything. Um, and, and he's forced into action at every turn, you know, Bakudo forces him to get there in 30 minutes or less and bring a pizza. Uh, (laughs) you know, then he's forced to fight Davos because, you know, for some reason it, it, he doesn't, do anything. <laughs> this is my problem with the whole series. But he does. He chooses to go, and then he chooses to let them put handcuffs on him and walk him. Okay. Um, he choose chooses not to fight uh, Bakudo when when uh, Colleen's fighting him. So he chooses to sort of stand on the sidelines and not have a really awesome uh, fight scene. Okay, that's that's I, good. I, I I can't defend what you're saying. I, I I think that you you do have there's there's some truth to what you're saying there. Um, what I would say is I, I'm kind of okay with it because it's part of the character arc. Is it a well drawn character arc? No. I, I I'll say that right now. It's not a greatly developed character arc, but it I is mean, part of his character arc where up until this point, he's been just kind of wandering through the plot while the plot is happening around him. And yeah. I mean, if we're playing the home game, right? So we've already moved the scene from the last episode with him standing at the, at the gate of Kunlun and walking through, we've already moved that to the front of the series. So this sort of, bystanderding thing needs to happen sort of in the middle of the series so that now when we're close to the end of the series, he can sort of step into the fact that he's the iron fist, right? I have no problem with the idea that he has to, you know, get from point a through point B to come to point C like that makes perfect sense to me. This is, this is not, not as not a nice, like sort of curve. It's sort of like, a straight line and then a spike <laughs> and then it comes down. Yeah. But I, in their defense, this is where I I'm looking at things and I'm kind of seeing what's intended. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not the greatest way to watch things. Sometimes I enjoy watching something that's not done well when I can see what was behind what they were trying to do. And the greatest oh. example of this that I have is, is the movie dragon war, which if you're familiar with it, it's not a great movie. It has lots of great premise to it. It has a lot of great ideas thrown in. It's basically Godzilla merged into Lord of the Rings. And there's some really neat ideas there. And I enjoyed watching the movie because I enjoyed watching these people try to put on the screen what was in their heads. And you know that what's in their heads is not what's on the screen but they're trying so hard and you got to appreciate that 
and and that's what I'm seeing here now. The second viewing toward the end, I, I'm looking at it and seeing, okay, this is what they're trying to do with the character of Iron Fist. However, they shouldn't have waited until this point to really pull it out, and they shouldn't have waited until this point to really start working on, you know, the, the resolution of his character arc. That's that's how I feel about it. Not- I mean, we might. I don't want to spoil anything, but we might revisit this conversation later in the future. We just might. Yeah. No, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Um, Speaking of conversations to have in the future. Yeah. You ready to talk about joy? Well, not just that. Um, there, I, There's a couple, actually three things I want to talk about. Hit us. Um, we have confirmed how to kill a hand. I'm, I'm going to call them hand immortals. He, it's 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 the Highlander. You you Highlander it's, them. It's, yep. it's the Buffy go to. It's you know <laughs> you cut off the head. Yeah, you were and, right, and yeah. and so in in Daredevil season two, your question yes. is answered. Yes. What was um, the question? I forgot. Well, the question was: Is um, oh, Nobu? Remember his? Yeah, it, no, is Nobu dead because his oh, head yeah, is cut because, off? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. his head is cut off. He's dead. He's okay. gone. And and that's, he's not that's, like a Hydra agent where no. you cut off one and he's got two now. That's no. that's not happening. Just to make yeah. sure that no, that's not happening. Bakudo yeah. confirmed it for us. Yeah. Yes, in this episode, so. which we will have a further conversation about this. You know what? Not even in the next episode. I was going to mention it even just later on in this episode. <laughs> What's that? Of course. Well, I was going to say, um, um, Bakudo. Later on in this episode, there's a fight. He gets stabbed. No one cuts off his head. And he, he disappears. Oh, yeah. He disappears. Yeah. 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 That's that's the fight that um, Danny decided not to fight with Colleen on. Yeah, and Which then, is, and then yeah, Davos yeah. Davos said, uh, "It's her sensei. Let her do this." And then, who finishes him off? "Quote unquote." Davos. Finishes, it's Davos. Davos. Yeah, he jumps in. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I really didn't t- t- pay much attention to the actual fighting because I was like, "Oh, this is the same location where they filmed that song in Enchanted." <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, it was the big song and dance number where all the strangers kept coming in and. Um, you know, there were people dancing and construction workers and brides and old people, and it was really sweet and fun. And <laughs> it's been a long time since I, I, I've seen that movie. I, I was thinking about that more than paying attention to the actual fight. <laughs> and that's sad. Well, yeah. and you want to know what I was thinking? Finally, finally, <laughs> like this is what I was looking for. This is what I wanted. And so, um, we'll, we'll get to your third point in just a moment, but my point here is a Kung Fu movie. What I'm not, I'm not looking for an exact seventies Kung Fu movie. I'm just looking for emotion driven fights in unique mm-hmm. locations, interesting yeah. fights that are driven by emotion and character. And that's actually what we get here twice in this episode. And my problem is after this episode, I'm wondering, well, where do they go from here? Well, they go to episode 13, which we'll talk about in a minute. But here, it's a pretty well done fight in the rain, mm-hmm. in that location. 
and it's it's pretty good. Not yeah. great, not the best, but good. Actually, I did uh, because I was so distracted with my own thoughts. I did rewatch it, and yes, it is a, a it's, it's a pretty good fight. So, point three, Samantha. Harold Meacham is a jerk. <laughs> he is a lying liar who lies. True. He is a murdering murderer who murders. Also true. And no one does anything about it, really. So I mean, well, so, except for Bakuda. Bakuda does something about it. The rest of the family is like, oh, Harold. Oh, Harold, I'm so glad you're still still alive. Oh, come on. Well, Ward's kind of doing something about it. I mean, he's yeah, he's true. constantly trying to turn Joy against their dad. And she yeah, finally true. Well, no, she doesn't really come around, does she? Not in this episode. Yeah. Of course she was shot. Danny doesn't. Danny Yeah, it's true. Danny doesn't come around either. He's like, oh, Harold, Harold, I want to save you, Harold. You're like a father to me, Harold. And and that literally is to set up a plot point for the next episode. It it doesn't, it's not natural. It's not, uh, it's not organic. It's just. It's it's clumsy. Yeah. So I have a question for you two. Who is the worst father in the MCU? Hmm. (laughs) You could either go with you could either go with Harold Meacham, who's definitely one. Yeah, we just we just decided that he's pretty bad. But I would also throw into the ring Ego, the Living Planet. I think Ego is probably worse. Yeah, yeah, Ego's worse on like a grand scale. (laughs) Okay, yeah, and as far as Ego has a has a mountain of bones of his dead children. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about the mountain of bones. Yeah. I mean that that kind of goes beyond. Well, I mean, it, it, Harold is bad. I mean, Harold basically really did submit Ward to a lifetime of abuse, and uh, and I so would, yeah. that's a problem. Uh, but killing dozens and dozens and dozens of your own children is also a problem. And so I would. Well, he didn't just abuse um, uh, Ward. He also abused Joy by emotionally manipulating her. Yeah, but that's not a lifetime of it. Yeah. Because she didn't know he was alive during the time that he was abusing Ward. And so, again, scale doesn't really matter here as far as who's worse, Joy's treatment or or Ward's treatment. They're both bad. But he was starting in on her and eventually it would have turned into the way he treated Ward because um, he's, there was a point in this episode, I forget the exact conversation, but it's before Davos comes in and he says to her, um, basically you'll do it because you love me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And of course he's probably not at the top of his game as far as actual manipulation goes because he's, he's more and more susceptible to, to violent outbursts and that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, he definitely would not have been good for Joy if nope. their relationship had continued. And as we get into episode 13, we're going to see there's definitely a, a legacy that he has left behind with Ward and with Joy. And, and yeah. so the so, other thing I would say here is that Danny finally looks like he has a purpose and a vision um, his conversations with Davos have s- kind of cemented uh, what he needs to do and how he feels about leaving his post and that kind of thing. So that's a good thing. But again, probably should happen in episode four or five. Yeah. So we could see him act with that vision and act with yeah. that purpose. 
Well, I feel like actually he had a stronger arc towards that sense of purpose. But spoilers. I can't say more than that. Well, let's move on to episode 13 yeah. then. Well, do you and, want to do ratings for this one? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's do ratings. Uh, Kung Fu Rain Battles. Okay. okay. Is that too broad? I don't know. How many Kung Fu Rain Battles out of five do you give this? <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, earworms to distract us from the show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many sets from Enchanted out of, <laughs> out of five do you give this episode? <laughs> I um, Okay, go ahead. Three out of five. Three out of five, Stuart? Yeah. I'm going to go with a three, two. And I'm actually going to give this one. It's not a solid four, but it's a four out of five. Because of the fights, the Kung Fu Rain, <laughs> Kung Fu Rain, Rain, Kung Fu Rain. Yeah. That's the earbud. That's the earworm, man. Is <sighs> Purple Rain is stuck in my head because in my notes I wrote down Kung Fu Rain and it just popped in. So you know, how does I'm- she know you <laughs> love her? Stop it! This is this is the episode of singing, apparently. <laughs> Let's move on to episode 13. Ah, uh, agent. Here I am, Agent Daniel, preparing, preparing for my greatest challenge as I go floor by floor of the Rand building. At each level, a death trap set up by me, for me by Howard Meacham. Thugs, ninjas, Soldiers, mercenaries, they all await for me. Every floor becoming more and more deadly. That climb the Rand Tower. I have a feeling it'll end some sort of non-intentional death of Harold, where I may have learned my lesson that I don't need my vengeance. But he'll still die anyway in front of the eyes of Joy Meacham. Forever marking me is the man... Who killed her father, even though I wasn't? Ah, what a tale. What a tale that would be. As written once by Roy Thomas. And in the end, as Iron Fist came to a conclusion, I found it to be a fine series. Definitely not Luke Cage level. Probably not Jessica Jones. I have my own issues against Daredevil. Probably beating that. But in the end, what could have been used was a little MCU of the original Iron Fist storyline. There was hints there, an attack on the Rand building, the bodyguards, Harold, it's all set up in there and ready. But in the end, instead instead of going floor by floor, we just crashed through a window. I guess sometimes you shouldn't overthink things and MCU the original. So I'm saying it's MCU the original. It's been kind of cool. A 40-minute battle climax. It's been sweet. But no, not quite what we get. Hey, is it me? When the original, Joy Meacham actually thought that, her, that Danny Rand killed her father and that he was a good guy. He wasn't. But... But Joy thought she, he was, and so Joy had, you know, grudges and stuff to kill him and all that stuff. 
is it me or they want this in this show? But they're trying just a little too hard in this finale. I Joy knows that Dad was bad and that Dad set him up and that Dad wasn't great. But yet Davos is gonna gonna make her his ally because Danny that ruined her life. No, no, it wasn't. It's too thin, as Stu might say, plutonium. Do you know who I am? I'm Agent Daniel Butcher, the original hot mess. You can't just turn me off. I will not be constrained by limits and short phone amounts. All right, where was I? Yeah, plutonium. A little too much. Hey, and speaking of other things that were just a little too much for me. So Danny uses the fist to sonic boom an entire room, yet the plaques on the wall don't move. Those things screwed into the drywall? I mean, they were like foundationally holding up the wall. Come on. Let's do a little bit better. Speaking a little bit better, I'm being sloppy and not sloppy. Why do we wait till the last episode for this stuttery, glitchy film technique? Wouldn't it have mattered to us more if we had used this as an indicator of a she throughout other episodes? Maybe had a reverse where she was flowing well, where it was going to be like, you know, pretty or non-glitchy or supportive or, I don't know, it just seems a little, a little bit like some shoddy filmmaking going on here. Maybe, I'm noticing the warts. All right, so, where am I? Uh, I'm ready for Defenders. I, I think Kun Moon is going to be a real big focus of Season 2 and Joy. Um, I want to see more Iron Fist. Maybe, maybe a more established Iron Fist who might just do a little bit better. So, there we go, kids. Off we march to Defenders. See you in 2018. Peace out later, bye. Okay. Iron Fist Season 1 is done. Um, episode 13. Really quick, cryptic title that no one can remember. Hopefully future people, Ben, maybe. Maybe future Stewart. I don't know. Hopefully they will remember it. Um, regardless, what do I think of this show? Do I think, I, I wonder if I am, um, comparing it to season two of Daredevil rather than season one of Daredevil. That being said, I still think it's the weakest of the Netflix series. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it um, gelled together. I it, it felt more like the story of the Meachams rather than Danny Rand. Um, he didn't feel like he has any uh, agency in it. He didn't feel like he moved the plot along the plot just kind of went along and he got swept up into it you know and maybe that's maybe that's the way things work i don't know i don't know um it just it wasn't 
Um, uh, it wasn't what I was hoping, what we've come to expect from the Netflix series that we've seen so far. <sighs> that all being said, maybe when it comes time for re uh, rewatching, when it comes time for the podcast, I'll have different takes on it because we'll see what has you know we'll see what has happened. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna preemptively give my rating for this. Um, a uh, I'm gonna go with three, three somethings out of something, but three is gonna be my is gonna be my 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 sort of go to rating on this probably. Anyway, you guys, I'm speaking to you two. You know who you are. You have a great night. And uh, peace out later. Bye. Hi, it's Samantha. You know, as season one of Iron Fist came to a close, I couldn't help but remember the words from Ghostbusters. If someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. And I'm translating it over to Iron Fist and say, if someone says to cut off his head specifically, you cut off his head. You don't throw him off a building. You don't incinerate him. You cut off his head. Well, I guess you can incinerate him or or cremate him after you cut off his head. But first, you cut off his head. So Harold's coming back. I just know it. I just know it. No doubt. And because the writing has been so poor for Iron Fist, I don't care that Kunlun has been destroyed. I, or invaded. I, I I don't care. I don't. No, I'm just. I'm not looking forward to the discussions about the show. I'm not. Um, I kind of like, would rather talk about Jessica Jones again. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, really, I would much rather rewatch Jessica Jones again than than this because they had excellent writing. Yeah. Bye. Hello, future Ben. Hello, future people. (laughs) People of the future. I have visited your future from the past to leave you this message, which is not unusual because that's usually how messages work. Um, Okay, kidding aside, and not very good kidding aside, I didn't call right away. I mulled over this episode a little bit before calling because I wanted to think about this. I wanted to think this episode through. And I have to say, good ending. We we get a decent ending. Um, the fight scenes in this episode do not reach the heights of the fight scene in the previous episode. I can live with that. I have to live with it. I mean, it's what they gave us, right? Um I have issues with some of the character stuff that's going on. I have issues with some of the decisions that the characters are making, which I've talked about already. But I'm very curious, future Ben, what you think of this on a second viewing. That's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to watch this a second time, or you, future Ben, are going to have to. And uh, I'm very curious what you will come out of the, uh, the second viewing thinking. Because... Um, yeah, we have to slog through some stuff. We have a decent opening, but not great. 
We have a couple great episodes in the middle there with episode six and episode 12. And then we have episode eight, nine, and 10. And, you know, the ending, is it worth the journey? I mean, I feel like we are kind of uh, Danny Rand standing at the gates, (laughs) the unguarded pass. Uh, and it's not what we expected. And uh, is the destination worth the journey in this situation? And for some, I think for most fans, it will be. Uh, for me, it was. Um, but I did not feel the urgency of a binge watch experience that I've had with other shows like Stranger Things or Daredevil or Legion. I really want to binge watch Legion. And it's really weird watching Daredevil Season 2, Legion, and Iron Fist all kind of together at the same time. You're getting some very different levels of quality and style and experience. And I'm sorry, Iron Fist, you just don't have the style to make it rise to the very top. And you should have. You really should have. That's all I can say about that. So overall, I like the series. Overall, I like the ending. Overall, you know, I'm curious what's happening next with them. Um, I like that he went back to Kung Moon and I was like, what's going to happen? And then they gave us the answer right away. He's going to be going back home because it's not there. And I just wish there'd also been some more ties in, into Dr. Hey, I'm, I normally do try and follow the rules. You know me. Uh, but I, I don't follow the rules when I can't follow the rules, you know. And I, I just wanted to call back to finish the sentence that I was interrupted saying and Future listeners, you need to understand this is just something he does with me and sometimes maybe with Daniel. Future Ben is a stickler for things when it comes to us, but will not be a stickler to things when you call. If you get cut off, call back and we will stitch those messages together. That is a promise. Future Ben, you now have to use this message to give that, that reassurance to our listeners. So anyway, um, I wish there had been more ties into ideas and concepts, uh, even if they were very subtle, um, to Doctor Strange, because there's some very similar things. And there really could have been some some great synergy with just very, very little and very, very subtle uh, changes. And honestly, I think Iron Fist could have been a great, great series with just some very subtle changes. And so, uh, yeah. So... That's all I had to say. Future Ben, Godspeed. Future Daniel, if you're listening, because I know you're not there, Godspeed. Future whoever, Godspeed. And that's it. Iron Fist, done. Didn't happen over a weekend. It happened over two weeks. Two-week period. Um, Week and a half. No, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks exactly, actually, now that I think of it. That's it. Bye. So episode 13, Dragon Plays with Fire, or as I like to call it, Bad Guys Play Mind Games. So, again, jumping right into the plot, Ward meets with Hogarth to defend Danny uh, as Harold arrives and is just going to do business as usual. Uh, Danny, and Col- Danny and Colleen are on the run with Danny on the front page of the newspaper because of the whole – There's he's been set up by, by Harold um, with uh, – money laundering and and drug sales and stuff like that. Claire brings Hogarth to Danny and Colleen. She advises to them that they not turn themselves in, but find the evidence to prove themselves innocent. So they go to the HCU, Hand College University. 
And they find Gal. She's waiting for him. She's waiting for him the whole time in that cell. Uh, Gal uses Harold's mind games to play more mind games with Danny. And she says she's never lied to him. She says you don't understand your own path. She says the real reason you left was a quest for vengeance. You wanted someone to pay. And Harold is the one to pay. Harold is the one who killed his parents, not Gal. And she then says, you will only gain strength, the strength of the Iron Fist after killing Harold because you need to get rid of your anger. And getting rid of your anger is going to bring back the power of the Iron Fist. Now, the motivation for Harold to kill Danny's father was that it would ruin this whole drug scam of heroin and stuff that they had set up through Rand Enterprises uh, with Gao's operation in China. So here's the philosophical battle that goes on now. Should Danny kill Harold... Or should Colleen kill Harold to protect Danny's chi? Or should they just try and find a plan, as Clara says, that doesn't involve killing someone? And so she reminds them we need to get the evidence. Um, so Ward tries to get Joy on his side against Harold and eventually is able to convince her once she realizes what um, Harold has been doing against Danny. And then Ward, Colleen, and Claire go with Danny to figure out a plan to bring down Harold and get the hands tablet from the building. And uh, Ward goes in, finds out Harold is surrounded by men with guns, and it's a whole big thing, a big fight. Ward gets knocked out. There's men with guns everywhere. Danny swings through a window. It's pretty awesome. More fighty-fighty. And then he punches the floor, knocks out all the windows in that floor of the building, and we get the final confrontation between him and Harold on the rooftop. And there's lots and lots of talky-talky back and forth. And... Then we have the moment of truth for Danny because he sees two lights above Harold after he kicks Harold into a bar, a metal bar that's kind of sticking out from something. And uh, he, he's been here before and he sees the dragon's eyes in the cavern. So we actually get to see the dragon's eyes in the cavern. And he says, come out of the darkness so I can see you. That's a point there that we need to get to. And then Danny conquers the dragon in his life by not killing Harold Ward shoots Harold Harold falls over the edge. Um, and then we, we get our, our, um, the downward swing here. Uh, the DAA finds out that he's been set up and so he's no longer a fugitive. They incinerate Harold's body. Claire tells Danny and Colleen that they're both pretty messed up and need serious help. Um, and so then Davos and joy, they're talking together, uh, that, Danny needs to be removed. He he touches everything he touches gets ruined, including your life. Joy's like, yeah, I can help you with that. By removed, you mean killed, right? Gao is there smiling, and then Danny takes Colleen home to meet the parents, and they get to the the little uh, valley-ish kind of thing, and they find blood, and then they find at the gate a bunch of hand foot soldiers and then they go through the gate and they find nothing kunlun is gone and it's all his fault and he stares angrily at his hand which is glowing cut to credits that's that's our episode so so i guess the bad guy in this series is harold and the good guy in this series you know the white hat is gal is, is danny rand and <laughs> Danny Rand doesn't even take down Harold, the bad guy. No, but that's his, that's his arc. See, and, and it's an unfortunate arc because how many, 
not even just the the thing happening, but the setting. How many times do we see this play out on the rooftop of a building where the good guy has his gun to the bad guy, and then the good guy's like, no, I'm not going to do this because then I'll make me as bad as you. And and I say this, and I can think of at least two situations. I think one of the um, Clint Eastwood um, uh, Dirty Harry movies ended like that on a, on a building. Although Dirty Harry might have shot the guy. But uh, it's just – it's so cliche. Well, it's it, it just yeah. – it, this shouldn't have been Did, where we went. We saw it in Daredevil. That's true. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it was it was Punisher and Daredevil going, you know, you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself, kid. And Daredevil's being like, but I like it. I, I, we saw it in Daredevil. It's true. Daredevil does like hating himself. He but does. <laughs> it, it and so the, it, this episode was frustrating to me because last episode was the climax. Last mm-hmm. episode had the two big fights that were really really good. This Danny versus Harold fight on the rooftop, not good. And it's not meant to be. I mean, what it is, is Danny, the skilled fighter against Harold, who's not a skilled fighter, but who's kind of a a unstoppable monster. And Harold is, I mean, Harold is pretty much like Cottonmouth, right? They should have gotten, Harold should have been gone in the fourth episode. Again, I'm playing the home game and I'm sorry, but Harold should have been gone a long time ago. And the bad guy of this series should have been Bakudo or set up Harold as like, well, give him a power up. You know, I mean, they kind of yeah, do or some they kind of do. But mm. he the power up that he gets is that Danny can't really kill him. And the power up should have been he can actually defeat Danny. Yeah, it it just not not satisfying. Yeah. yeah, it was just a really lame fight. Um and yeah, just lame. So Samantha, kind of going back to your phone call. Uh, you talk about, you know, if they say cut off the head, then that's what you need to do. You you don't incinerate him. You, <laughs> you cut off his head, then you incinerate him. Um and you think he's coming back. Do you still think that or oh yeah mm. see i don't i think incineration is just cutting off the head at little slowly tidy pieces <laughs> at a time what happened to nobu in season one was he incinerated he was incinerated yeah, he was burned he wasn't incinerated he was, he, yeah there's uh, a difference i mean this yeah, this is true. this is ashes that come mm. out the other end so the only the only thing well. i could say is it might be sentient ashes. Like he might be well, aware of being ashes, which would be horrible. But I believe in cremation, you still have whole bones and there's a chance, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think, I, I think I, he's gone, but kudos not, but I, I think Harold is. I mean, I, I, I understand what you are saying. Uh, Samantha, because, you know, I'm still kind of waiting for, um, what's his name? He flew out the car, flew out of the car. In, oh, uh, Sitwell. <laughs> Sitwell. I'm still waiting for Sitwell <laughs> to come back. So, so mm-hmm. I understand what you are saying. Um, but I will say this, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he he's needs gone. to be gone because we need to move Danny forward. And right. the, that's the whole point here is, Danny does not take vengeance on Meacham. He lets well, you know, Harold live. 
I just want to say one thing. You know what I'm still waiting on? For Iron Fist to actually become a good show. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I, I get that impression, Samantha. <laughs> maybe, maybe season two. <laughs> maybe. Actually, I do have a little bit of hope for season two. Well, just, But we will talk about that in def- at, 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 um, for it, the season finale for Defenders. So. Well, okay. But we, we will talk about a, little, a little bit about it here, too, just without specifics of, of plot. Because we aren't going to spoil anything from Defenders. But just practically speaking, I think we're going to get a new – and I don't know this specifically, so don't quote me on this. I, maybe I should say I hope we're going to get a new team behind it. Me too. You like know, creative team, crea- not a creative on screen team. team. Yeah, not on screen. Yeah. I mean the actors, they're there. But yeah. I think I, that with a different – team behind the scenes driving the show and driving the story i think we can get something better so season two can definitely build on some of the stuff they did here but onward I mean, and upward that, that happens in in comic series all the time right so guy one will create the the thing and uh he'll write it he'll write an arc and then guy two will come in and refine it and make it you know the best thing that's ever happened right yeah swamp thing is like that yeah. where you have uh a really good creation story and and some really good stories there but then alan moore comes along and c- completely redefines it and turns it into a, mm-hmm. what what really is a classic of of comic book just in general so anyway back to well, <laughs> Iron I'm impressed Fist. that you I'm well, impressed that you you came out with a swamp thing uh, reference there, Ben. Yeah, man. Yeah. Impressed and, and not shocked at all. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was going to, I'd also like to say that um, Danny, I don't feel that he's really understood his purpose because he, he's, he, I'm just not convinced. I and think, we will discuss that more in right. Defenders. Yeah. But as far as his purpose here to stop the hand, I, I feel like that's, there now and yeah and he's he's defeated his dragon with harold by not killing harold he 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 passed the cave test on dagobah with <laughs> you know luke skywalker facing off against darth vader you know he he's done that now and um he's slain the metaphorical dragon within him after you know earning the the literal dragon tattoo on his chest but but then harold has to die and ward killing harold that's actually not unsatisfying as far as what harold did to ward it kind of makes sense that ward would be the one uh second to danny to to take harold down yeah right absolutely and i agree with you on that my problem is it's not called Ward Meacham, <laughs> protector of Cunlun. It's called Iron oh, Fist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though I mean, it is it is evident um, that Ward was pretty terrible for most of this season, and but I think there's a huge evidence of, or or there's definitely an argument that can be made that while Ward is awful he does feel guilty over his own actions and his choices. And that's part of, that's a huge reason why he turned to drugs. And, but Harold, he, he feels no guilt. None at all. No, because he's a psychopathic madman zombie. zombie. Yeah. (laughs) So now that Harold is really dead or hopefully he's really dead. 
I, I hope that Ward is able to grow from this experience himself. And I hope we will be able to see that in season two. Well, let's talk about that because we have Ward now kind of turning toward the side of the angels, but then you have Joy turning toward what? I, I She's talking with Davos about killing Danny. Where'd this come from? I don't know. Because <laughs> that, that seems so out of character for her. She can be angry, but she's not a killer. Right, or she does not seek to kill. This isn't the same character who gave Danny all the brown M&Ms or took out all the brown no, M&Ms no. or understood what or, that thing or was. Or used that ashtray to prove that he is who he says he right. is. Right. Yeah. This is the one who's, I'm going to fight for what I've built. You know, right. and even though this isn't what I want necessarily, uh, it's mine, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for it. Right. It's it's messy. It's here's the thing. This episode feels like they've brought the characters to where they want them to be, but they didn't get them there naturally. So they wanted mm-hmm. Joy to be like a, an antagonist in the next episode or the next season, and they want. Uh, Danny to have purpose and they want Ward to kind of turn after, you know, getting rid of Harold and and the influence of Harold from his life. But they needed a little more time to earn all this, to make it really Mm -hmm. feel convincing and and organic. And so this is what I'm saying. I I feel like watching this episode this time around, especially that conversation with Gal, I don't know if I didn't pay attention to it much the first time or if it's just, you know, having the, the benefit of hindsight, but that conversation with Gal really kind of, for me, laid out his motivation. He left because, even though he didn't realize it, he left because he wanted someone to pay for what they did to his parents, which is an understandable motivation. And he left his responsibility behind to do this. Now, on one hand, you could look at it as kind of a, uh, that's still a responsibility to take care of, you know, the murdering murderer who murdered his parents, but it's a quest for vengeance. And Mm -hmm. that vengeance is getting in the way of him actually being uh, the iron fist, the way he needs to be the iron fist. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just, but the consequences are there and he goes back home and finds out you can't go home again because it's gone. It's not, it's not, you can't go home again because when you go home, it's different than when you left it and you're different than when you left it. No, Literally, you can't go home again because home left. Uh, did, um, oh, forgive a, me if I'm. Oh, go I ahead, have, Samantha. I have a whole a huge problem with that scene. The end so, scene. So, no, no, the scene with Gal. Oh, okay. Towards the beginning. So, um, Bakudo and his his people left. Uh huh. Gal could have left that cage at any time. Yeah. But she 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 could have done her her hand force push thing and blown away the wall. But she no, she's sitting there. She didn't need to. She's waiting for Danny. Literally, that's the way it goes. She's yeah. sitting there waiting for Danny, knowing he will get there, knowing he and will be there. And they lock her back in. And she's not going to stay there now. Of course not. No, she, that I, I I give them that. Like I'm I'm totally okay with that. Mm. but i'm an i'm yeah i I understand it's just i'm really annoyed with gal in this moment like why are you (laughs) sitting there come on she's waiting for him to come so she can play head games with him yeah like because you know that that, well to be honest that is her favorite thing to do is play head games so 
Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying and it's be, great writing. Yeah, and I'm be just saying <laughs> in her creepiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't we find out that that Harold set up the the parents' death? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And my note for that is: Why is Danny surprised now that Harold betrayed his parents? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. Again. If this oh, had happened earlier. Right. You know, exactly. Uh, exactly. And, and give. Because if it happens earlier, we find this out earlier, it gives Danny time to process and us to process with him and us to just yeah. go along with him on the journey instead of he finds out and goes straight to Ward and they come up with a plan to go straight to Harold. And it's just bam, 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 episode 13, done. You know what? If he had found this out, this information earlier in the season, he would have been pushing the story along. But no. Samantha, no. you have just proven my point. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> do you want to do ratings? Yeah. I um, I don't know. What do you want to rate this out of? Glowing eyes? Sure. How many glowing eyes out of five? This is a really funky dragon. Uh, <laughs> how many glowing? Well, a, maybe maybe your dragon won't be as funky as mine. But, okay, pairs um, of glowing eyes. Will that be, how many, make it easier? Uh, no, let's go glowing eyes. Okay. I, I like how many glowing eyes out of five do you give this episode? Samantha. Two and a half. Okay, that is funky. That is a funky <laughs> creature right there. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with my solid three. And I'm going with a three as well. And I'm very disappointed in this ending because after last episode, I feel like they could have ended it right there. Just from yeah. a plot and mm-hmm. action standpoint, this episode tried to set up then this emotional climax and this rounding off the character arc. And it just it, it does it, but it doesn't do it super well. So it's a three. It's a three. So. Do you, did you want to rate the, the, the series as a whole? Okay. Uh, I give the series as a whole a three. I give it three iron fists out of five. It flirts I'm gonna with go four, with, but it stays at three. I, I'm going to go with pretty much the same. I, I want to give it a four because I want to think that the sum of its, you know, the, the sum is greater than the, than the parts or however that works. But, <laughs> Just because I, I didn't like each individual episode, I like the series as a whole, but I can't. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know three point seven five or you know three almost four or whatever. I'm gonna give it. You know that scene where Danny was gonna throw the punch at Bakudo, but the fist kind of stopped glowing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm reading it. Uh, <laughs> not, not a number system, just that one shot. I mean, or that one little just a fading glow of a fist is what you give this out of five. If you you really want a number system, two and a half. Okay. But that's what I'm thinking of this entire series. And that, and that is really appropriate, right? I think so. Yeah. Almost him doing something and then he doesn't. Yeah. I, and I definitely, if I'm going to place the Netflix series in order, this is the lowest. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even. Please let's not get into ice cream flavors, but <laughs> but this series as it stands right now, 
there are parts of this that I would not mind rewatching at all. Mm-hmm. Some of the fight scenes, the episode 11 yeah. fight stuff. I liked that. Um, this is more rewatchable in some ways than some of the other stuff that's going on in Netflix, but it's as far as it, how well it was made, it doesn't, it doesn't hold a candle to mm. the other ones. And again, it's not, if this was the only one, if this was the first Netflix one, well, that would be really bad probably for you know the future of things. But if this was the only Netflix series, it, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. It's, it's harmless or it's mostly harmless. Let's, let's rate it that way. But, yeah. um, as far as comparing it to daredevil, daredevil season two, Jessica Jones, um, and Luke cage, this is the bottom of the pile. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not that I hate it. It's just not that I love it as much as the other ones. So, yeah, it's not the, it's not the worst television ever for sure. Um, but it's certainly not the best, I mean, we've the Netflix stuff, Marvel working with Netflix has elevated those four properties to something extremely good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Daredevil season one, Daredevil season two, f- fantastic television. Um, Jessica Jones, hard to watch, but still really good. You know, really well done. The reason it's hard to watch is because it was well done. But Samantha would still rather watch that than this. I still would. I'd I'd rather watch that and then have a nightmare the next night. I mean, <laughs> that's man. Wow. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I don't I don't know how to how to respond to that, yeah. Samantha. Yeah, I mean, have a nightmare for, about my own experiences because Jessica Jones reminded me. Well, let, and, I'll, and I'll just say about Jessica Jones, the reason I can't watch that a third time and maybe in five years I'll be able to. But the reason I can't watch that right. a third time is because it's so well made. It's not a knock right. against the series at all. Right. I mean, and then you've heard my you've heard me talk about Luke Cage. So I'm not going to do that anymore. But it, this is we've expected a lot from Marvel and Netflix and they have delivered on all of it. Um, and then we get to this and it's, it's just, just kind of, not there. Yeah. It's just kind of a, a mess. It's like a bowl. Of, it's spaghetti. You know, it's just these noodles mm-hmm. thrown in there and they're just there. No rhyme mm-hmm. or reason. To, but getting to this episode this time around made me see the rhyme or reason they were trying to apply to it. So, Whew. right. And I think it's evident in these last three episodes, you know, the idea that he is moving towards having um, a purpose in the, in, in the universe. He is moving towards that. He does have regret from leaving Kunlun. I mean, those are all important things. I wish we would have gotten to them sooner. That's, that's where I stand on this. So then the question is, are those important things going to be followed up on in defenders? The other question is how are the, the main, I mean, we've got four characters in defenders how are their stories going to push forward? And the answer to that question is, I don't know when we're going to get to it, but <laughs> we are going to be getting to Inhumans. Uh, that's going to be next episode. And from here on out, I'm not sure how things are going to all fit together other than weekly. We're still going to have Inhumans episodes until we get to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then weekly we will get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. So don't forget Inhumans. It's on Hulu. If you missed the episode, 
uh, but it is then uh, ABC and it's nine o'clock. Uh, most time zones. What's your time zone that you're in, Stuart? Uh, Central time zone. Central. It's, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, that's because it's on Friday nights with Once Upon a Time, kind of a action adventure slash fantasy ish kind of evening. And so don't forget, if you are a fan of Once Upon a Time, to listen to the Once podcast that is also part of the Noodle Mix network, which is what we, one of the networks we are a part of, well, the only network, I should say, we're a part of. <laughs> other podcasts are a part of other things that I'm involved in. But this, uh, we're part of the Noodle Mix network. So listen to Once Upon a Time. Uh, the podcast is called Once Podcast. And also... It's a good show. Yeah. It is. I, it, so, I've, um, so I've heard. When... when Oh, yeah, you mean you mean the podcast? Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Once Upon a Time has had a bad episode, I go and listen to Once Podcast, and I am highly, still highly entertained by Once Podcast. So, so yeah. after you're done listening to or listen, after you're done watching the Once Show and watching Inhumans and watching The Last of Iron Fist, you need to check in on your TV Time app. Yeah, and if you are listening to this episode because of TV Time, uh. Achievement unlocked. You've finished the uh, Iron Fist uh, series, which you would not have been able to um, unlock this episode if uh, if you hadn't gotten there. Um, yeah. So I think that's time to wrap it up then. And so mm-hmm. we're going to wrap this up after the credits. We'll talk a little bit about Gifted. Not a lot. And it will be mostly spoiler free. In fact, I think we should try and keep it completely spoiler free. What do you guys say? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. All right. So we shall try our best. It'll be spoiler free. Um, So uh, I've got some final words, but I wanted to make sure you guys had a chance to, to, to give your final words and and then we'll move on. Uh, I'll go first. Sure. Thank you for listening to the show and, and walking with us on this journey. Um, And, and if you really did like this show, if you, if you're one of the people who just are down with iron fists, please call in, please write in. I want to talk to you. I specifically want to pick your brain and sort of understand some things that I may have missed. So, um, you can find me on the Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, um, at Lestew on Twitter and Stuart Boyles on Facebook. I really want to talk to you guys. Um, so I invite that, bring it on. Samantha? Um, without spoiling anything, I will say for their Netflix series, it is so far what we've seen. It's all uphill from here. <laughs> all right. And I just want to say, again, thank you for listening. We do love hearing from you, um, especially as we're moving into more regular programming with uh, Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Please let us know what you're thinking. And yeah, thank you for listening. And as far as this episode goes, you know, this this episode's pretty typical. We talk about how we feel. We talk about what we think about the episodes. The thing about this Iron Fist episode, Samantha Stewart, the thing really, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I just, I really didn't realize there was going to be so much emotional honesty. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 17755 level 7
can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, or by following us on Twitter where we are level seven pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Okay, so here's the question about the gifted that I'm going to pass to the two of you and to myself. Uh, actually, it's a two-part question, and the question is this. Should you watch the gifted, and why? So, yeah, you can interpret it how you want to, but um, I'm going to go with yes. So, <laughs> Samantha Stewart, <laughs> you want to give your yes or no answer, and then we can get into some of the whys, because this is a really interesting show. So, okay. So I watched the first episode about, well, about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so right, just, right. just very recently. Yeah. Um, and, and I sat there with my, uh, nine, ten, no, my 11 year old now, um, you might've heard her on the guardians podcast. Um, we sat there and we watched the first episode and it was okay. I didn't have anything wrong with it. There was no excessive blood. There was no excessive, um, you know, the fighting was, you know, supernatural in nature, right? There wasn't, it wasn't realistic. Um, and I liked the, I liked the, the, the character dynamic, you know, uh, I don't want to get into spoilers, but the two, the two main characters had a really interesting dynamic that I really appreciated. Plus Amy Acker's in it and nothing is yeah. bad with Amy Acker. Yeah. Fred. Yay, Fred. Yay. Uh, Samantha. Yes, I liked it. Um, I do have, well, one's not a complaint. It's just a surreal thought. Amy Acker is in it. Yay! Amy Acker is playing the mother of teenagers. That was weird to me. I know. <sighs> but I'm, I'm a, I know, but I'm okay with it because um, she's a little bit older than me. Um, and, uh, one of my friends, she didn't realize when she graduated from high school, she's a year older than me. Um, she didn't realize she was two months pregnant and now her daughter is 16 and in high school, still blowing my mind. Uh, but yeah, there it is. And, you know, it's kind of like, okay, here we are now. This is cool. Um, my only complaint is that with some of the character design, it's a little bit CW, but well, other than Fox. Yeah, but other than that, um, I am cool with it. And I am it's, too. I'm, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, I. in a lot of ways, this actually felt a little bit like what we were kind of expecting S.H.I.E.L.D. to feel like. Where it's... The first episode has known characters in it. Known characters. that Now, they're still doing the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing where they're not talking about... Uh, they don't, you know, in Shield they talk about the green guy, 
or um, right. you know, the, the guy with the hammer. You know, on Netflix, they'll talk about the guy with the hammer. And in this, though, they didn't name any of the big mutants by name, but we had minor, you know, B or C list mutants in this. Polaris, Blink, um, I think his name's Thunderbird, uh, the guy who dies in Giant Size X Men number one, um, the comic book, but he's he's in this. And I was talking to someone today, and they were asking, so where, how does this fit? And I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler, but this feels like it's kind of the lead up to the days of future past future that they change because, mm-hmm. you know, mutants are not quite illegal, but they're definitely they're, they're trouble and, and people mm-hmm. don't like them. And they, you know, they have uh, a version of uh, what could become the Sentinel program. And, it's They've certainly got the right name. Yeah. And and so this whole this whole thing feels like I'm watching an X-Men comic. I mean, it feels X-Men. And yeah, it just it's a family drama well, set against this, you know, dark political atmosphere with superhero powers. And mm-hmm. I I I really enjoyed it and I felt like it was a really really strong pilot episode. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Directed by Brian Singer. Directed by Brian Singer, which I mean, he directed the first X-Men, the first two Mm X-Men and arguably that the first X-Men kicked off what we now think of as the modern, you know, superhero thing, you know, sensibilities. Right. And then a lot of people hold up X2 as one of the greatest superhero movies ever, or or at least they did. Um, And and the same thing, you know, so um, Spider-Man came not long after. And Spider-Man mm-hmm. two is also held up then as, you know, it was better than the first and, and mm-hmm. again, kind of drill drove the, the superhero, um, right. Genre right. And, and pushed it. So, but this series, I felt like it was a strong start. I'm interested in seeing what happens next. And yeah, it, it felt like, I mean, they're using characters from days of future past. I don't think that that's it. Uh, coincidence um that it's that it should feel like we are looking at you know the beginning of that future that dark future now who knows how the movie timelines work anymore (laughs) but well and that's the thing that's sort of the leeway they have or the playroom they have with the x-men you know xcu or whatever it is right if they get upset with something they can just rewrite it Right, if something's right. starting to feel stale, they can just rewrite it. Um, it's not so much the case with the MCU. It's sort of everything are sort of has to fit nicely or at least not contradict something else. And if the X-Men, if they want to contradict something, they'll just rewrite the future. Yeah. Well, it's like Terminator. That Terminator series clearly existed in a separate timeline. And then, yeah. and then the Terminator season two cliffhanger was – we're in another timeline again. Like we're doing time travel right. and we end up in another timeline and they were able yeah. to, to follow up on that. But then the new Terminator movie that's coming out is a direct sequel to T2 and all the other movie stuff was a different timeline. It, it That yeah. stuff didn't happen as far as the next Terminator movie is concerned. So it's, it's well, a similar kind of timey wimey situation, but this series stands alone on its own 
while referencing other stuff from the past. There's cameos and there are um, interesting callbacks to familiar things. And uh, yeah. And, but at the base of that, it stands on its feet. It stands on its own two feet. It totally does. It it doesn't need, I mean, I can think of like one or two sort of things that I caught and I'm not as big on the, x-men universe as i am on the mc universe so i can think of one or two things that i recognized um they could have been left out easily easily and i wouldn't have and you wouldn't have even known they they weren't important plot points but what they Mm -hmm. were is a nice little nod and if you get it you get Mm -hmm. it if you don't who cares because it doesn't matter absolutely absolutely so so the question was do you think people should watch it and why my thing is if you like super my why is if you like superhero stuff and you wanted more recognizable named superheroes actually in the pilot episode of agents of shield boom you got it here um i think this is one of the best pilots i've seen recently i I won't say it's one of the best pilots ever uh but it's definitely one of the best pilots i've seen recently samantha what's your why you say yes so encapsulate your why in one or three sentences. <laughs> Why? Well, I will tell you my reaction at the end was, I want to see more. I want to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And that leaves me hopeful. I know with you guys, with certain conversations in the past, other things have left me hope hopeful. And you guys are like, no, forget it. <laughs> I am a hopeful viewer for good things and good, exciting things to happen in the future. I think the only real time I've done that has been when we talk <laughs> about other people who are going to show up in a, uh, infinity war. <laughs> Netflix is not going to show up in infinity war. Colson is not going to show up in infinity war. Inhumans in are not going to show up in infinity war. And I'm only I saying want the that X-Men to show up in infinity war. <laughs> I'm only saying that because if it happens, I'll be happy. But if it doesn't, I've set myself up for disappointment by not being disappointed because I was I already s- ready for it. I still, I, I am just hoping they'll at least reference that Colson is still alive. I just want to see the looks on everybody's faces. See, and, I really do. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you're definitely more of a Winnie the Pooh or a piglet, and I'm definitely more of a rabbit or Eeyore. So no, you're not even a rabbit. <laughs> you're just Eeyore. Wow. We love you, Ben. Okay. But... Well, I guess we'll we'll figure out who's who later. Stuart, what's your yeah. why? And then we will um, shut down this I, episode. I, my my why was a Amy Acker. I always love Amy Acker. Anything. Um, B. I, I was pleasantly surprised by the by the you know the 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 lead characters. Um, I felt like uh, it passed you know the 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 tests that you you give it to where if you know there's female characters, they're not just pining over some dude. I mean, it was actually they. But they were real characters. They weren't just um, cut cardboard cutouts. There's actually some character development there. Um, I really like the, like I said before, I really like the interaction between the two main characters, you know, the brother and the sister. Um, I thought those were very well done and very honest with those. Uh, and I, you know, I liked the, the father um, where he's, doing one thing and then decides uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing that and, and sort of puts all of his bat eggs into the basket of trying to trying to figure the thing out. So, and yeah, like Samantha said, I want to know what else happened. I want to see what's going on. 
All right. So that's that. We are now done with talking about The Gifted. Go watch it. It's definitely relevant to your interests. And once mm-hmm. again, one last time, thank you so much for listening. And I'm just going to say it. Godspeed.